have a reading for you today. Looking at step five, we're on page 72. I'm going to start on the second paragraph. We're talking about giving our fifth step. This is perhaps difficult, especially discussing our defects with another person. We think we have done well enough in admitting these things to ourselves. There is no doubt about that. In actual practice, we usually find a solitary self-appraisal insufficient. Many of us thought it necessary to go much further. We will be more reconciled to discussing ourselves with another person when we see good reasons why we should do so. The best reason first. If we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. Time after time, newcomers have tried to keep to themselves certain facts about their lives. Trying to avoid this humbling experience, they have turned to easier methods. Almost invariably, they got drunk. Having persevered with the rest of the program, they wondered why they fell. We think the person is that, we think the reason is that they never completed their house cleaning. They took inventory, all right but hung on to some of the worst items in stock. They only thought they had lost their egoism and fear. They only thought they had humbled themselves, but they had not learned enough of humility, fearlessness, and honesty in the sense we find it necessary until they told someone else all their life story. More than most people, the alcoholic leads a double life. He is very much the actor. To the outer world, he presents his stage character. This is the one he likes his fellows to see. He enjoys a certain reputation, but knows in his heart he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Hey. Well, they're trying to impress upon us the need to actually share the inventory with someone else and also with the presence of whatever understanding you have of a higher power. I always see it more as a trinity than as just me and you. Um, and you know, it's up for the obvious because I feel the reason why a lot of people are reticent about doing an inventory because they're quite familiar doing inventories on other people. You would think that they would it'd be easy to do one on themselves, but they, uh, they seem to run into a lot of resistance when the lights turn back on themselves, when it's really focused on others. That's a very interesting observation because that's self-centeredness in a way. Uh, so, I feel that the disease of alcoholism is rooted in uh, another condition, which is the idea of bondage of self or an addiction or an obsession with an idea backed up with images of us as a thing, a long lasting, independent, separate thing. Uh, and then alcoholism amplifies some of the qualities of that uh, sense of separation, isolation, you know, isolated, independent, and separate, where we think our thoughts are the only thoughts that have ever been had by us, yes, that they're not shared with others and feelings and things we do in life. So there's a, 
a strong terminal uniqueness builds, which is which really isolates us even more, where the disease is talking to us as us. So basically, what we think it's it's only us going on. There's two activities going on. There's us, and then there's self, as it says on page sixty four, being convinced that self has manifest by manifesting in various ways has defeated us. So there is an us in there in all of us. And for, and for many, and for all of us, there's a sense of self. Now some, that sense of self is more developed than others, and some, it's definitely more abs, uh, amplified, and the obsessions are stronger to the point where to get out of it becomes the preeminent drive. And therefore, you would, it would make sense if you think you're something other than it, that you could leave it, but we're identified as it, so self can't get out of self. So if you see from this view idea that we're sharing, it gives you a whole new light on everything else that's said in the book. I feel it's quite illuminating. And uh, and I notice that a lot of people go out at the fourth step because I truly believe that parasitic movement in us doesn't want to be seen. And so it knows that if you look at your role in life, hold on a second, cat's here. If you and I look at our role in life, our role in our own lives, we're gonna see something else's role. Inevitably, sooner or later, I hope, <laughs> that's the hope. Uh, and then there can be a distinction and then it totally echoes the statement on page 64, being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So manifested in various ways through what? Through self? No, through us. Yeah. So self gets to manifest through us. It can't manifest just like alcoholism can't drink. It's a, it has to drive the host to drink because we can get in a car and we can have pull some money out and we can buy that which it can't seem to get to. So we're like a form of transportation for it. And uh, if you study any time about parasites in nature, you'll see a lot of them have an incredible, uh, very complex uh, strategy where they use the host for transportation. They want, they can't get around just like a candida or a, 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 there's a one called Toxo, that it has one imperative in its life, which is to reproduce. And it's got an incredible challenge, which is it can only reproduce in one place, the belly of a cat. And it doesn't uh, just appear in a belly of a cat, it appears in a lot of other mammals. So can you imagine if uh, you had that strong imperative to reproduce and you were stuck in something <laughs> that wasn't even close to where you needed to get to? Well, these things have developed a strategy because the candida can't, you know, I mean, the toxo can't call up an Uber and then drive over to a cat belly. It has to convince whatever it's living in to give itself up to the cat. So hopefully the cat will eat it and then the toxo arrives at where it wants to go in the cat belly. Now, 
if the let's say the rat or the mouse that was used to get to the cat billy has self-centeredness then this all the while going to the cat belly the rat and the mouse would have a story that i'm doing it <laughs> that i chose to run up to these cats in the midday and offer myself with a knife and fork <laughs> because <laughs> because <laughs> just as the parasite convinces the rat that it's basically the rat, the rat has no understanding or idea that something else is driving it. Yeah, well, we're in the same condition, I feel, in a lot of, during a lot of the time during a day. Something is living through us, and uh, it, it re replaces the living aspect of life and gives us an interpretation. So every time we meet something that we thought we've met before, it's sort of, oh, this is the 30th sunset, you know, or you compare it, oh, it's not as nice as the one. Some, it's, just, it's just like a neutering effect. It's like, a, it just takes the life out of life in a way. And then you get, re it gets replaced with an interpretation where maybe my drive now is to be right, and it always ends up me ends up being alone. So wow, what a successful journey! So yeah, I um, I was thinking about it earlier that you know it's so important because the reef is really in in a like a proportion to the exact if with the right diagnosis. See if you're not diagnosing the problem correctly, then what you're applying may not work, yeah? Or what you're applying to it may work, but not as far as it could go because you've mistaken, you think something else is going on. I feel it's important to, to at least entertain ideas when they're presented about the exact nature of the wrong and just see if it fits for you or not. Because if you're walking around with such an incredible influential activity as alcoholism is, you got to get, like it says, the exact nature of the wrong, the causes and conditions, because then you, if not, your understanding will be a misunderstanding, yeah. which only le lends itself to more occupation by the parasite, even while you're in recovery. So thanks. Yep. Thanks, Paul. Uh, do we have any questions? Can you guys raise your hands, please? Hey, Ann, if there's, if there's no question, let me just uh, reiterate. How I see this, and it's what how something sees it through me, really, is there's an identification as a mental image that's reinforced by memories, the thoughts, the narration going on during the day. And it's more, it's the mental movement of that reinforcement is a claiming of whatever happens to use that which hap is happening to imply you, yeah? So it may be noticing thousands of thoughts, but it's held as one thinker. And you may have tons of stimulation today and feelings, and a lot of them go unnoticed, you know? 
yet there's 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 an established assumption that there's only one feeler of all those feelings. There's only one thinker of all those thoughts, and there's only one actor that's doing all those actions. Yes? To me, this is the bondage of self, really. There's an actor being identified, so... Uh, you know, we ha there's memory, and the memory pictures us as a body. And there's a remembering of us as a body when we go into the past. And it's there's also a remembering of us as a body when we go into the future. It's just another form of remembering self, but we call it water, uh, worry or anxiety or concern. But it's basically an underlying agenda is both of them are being used to remember Paul as a thing. And that thing represents a lot of programming. Yeah, mm -hmm. a whole lot of programming. Mm -hmm. So as soon as there's a recognition of the thing, you're at the effect of the programming that goes along with the picture. And to me, that's the bondage of self. And I feel that really... When alcoholism amplified all those aspects of that bondage, it told, it just triggered a huge desire because I was living under a, a state of irritable, restless, and discontent, and it moved me, that me that comprised the parasite and the self and everything, it moved me to get seek relief. And I found relief, though very temporary, with alcohol. So in hindsight, my first solution to the effects of alcoholism in me was al was alcohol. When I drank, you know, I wasn't completely consumed with Paul and what everyone else was thinking about Paul and how Paul was being seen by everyone else, which is all just pro projection from the programming. So uh, I hope that if we could get to the exact nature of the wrong, we could have a wide open uh, recovery that would lead to a stabilization of the problem does not exist as us anymore. And therefore you'd have a basis of it not existing for you anymore. Man, it's just, uh, I can't, I wish you could capture what it's like just to live a day at a time in the habit of being sober. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you. Thanks, Paul. Does anybody have a question that they'd like to come in with? Okay. Well, you know, when 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 you were when you were talking today, Paul, something stood out to me. Um, you know, you were talking about the action figure and and just one actor, right? Rather than this cast of characters. Did I understand that correctly? Well, there is no actor, period, period. There's acting. Yeah. And acting can be driven by a lot of different things. It's the claiming of the acting that puts it all into one package, the actor, which is pictured as Paul. And even though I've had deep experiences of being driven to certain actions by the occupation of this disease, my head still has it that I was doing all that shit. So it's still milking that fucking ancient cow 
with, you know, to drink the milk of guilt and shame, which is another way of containing thee, and that's a form of bondage of self. You're bond by the past, yeah? You're bond by the actions of the gorilla when you're not the gorilla. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're so much of us, we're carrying a lot with us. When we're seemingly in this moment, we've got a lot of baggage in the past and then future baggage, in the, this idea of future. So we're completely uh, polarized by yesterday and tomorrow, and therefore the moment isn't really uh, emphasized, basically. We miss it in a sense because it's filled with yesterday and tomorrow. I feel it's like a slavery, really. Yeah. So you're mm -hmm. reacting in this now but not to the now yeah we're in this now and there's reactions but it's not to the now because right now if i well i i'm having it i'm responding to a beautiful view out my back you know window a door yeah which produces a sense of ease and chilled out and peace and shit like that so i'm seemingly in the now and then responding to the now. A lot of us are all, we're always in the now, but many of what is called us is, uh, is reacting not to the now. It's reacting to something not now, but it's not of the now, it's of yesterday and tomorrow. That's slavery. Yeah. When something's occurring and you don't seem to be able to change anything, that's powerless, yeah? And you're enslaved. You're enslaved to, you know, it can get so, one day, I it, it stuck out so much because it was one of the last days I went to a live meeting of recovery. And there was a person there, somewhat new, and they were totally, it was July like 20th, let's say, just make up a date. They were being defeated by August 15th. Their whole share was about something that ha wasn't happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they were in the now, but they were reacting not to the now. They were reacting to August 15th. How much is this goes, how much of this goes on, and how much of it is disguised as us? Yeah. Because I'm not going to be sitting there, and if Stanley has a court date August 15th, and I'm not Stanley, I'm not worried fucking about Stanley August 15th on July 28th. Maybe I'll mm -hmm. worry about Stanley on August 15th about his court date, but I'm definitely not fucking occupied by it on July 28th. Why? For a simple reason, it's not, I'm not Stanley. Yeah, this is what the whole point of the message is. It isn't about changing everything, it's about changing where the interest goes yeah we can't do that but by admitting certain things that is allowed to happen so just like it says in that simple statement after you sincerely take the position of reliance on something greater than self you'll re you'll you'll realize you're losing interest in self and gaining interest in others there you go <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you had an end date of that losing interest in self is when you think 
you're the one that's losing interest in self. <laughs> it's just double back and that's interest in self. Yeah. So it's a lot of spiritual progress. The best way to go in it is unnoticed. <laughs> because what's arising and to notice it ain't you. <laughs> oh yeah, I see uh it's a you know whatever, whatever. It's just a simple invitation. I hope you will allow it to apply to your own x-ray. Like put this x-ray on or underneath it, put your x-ray and maybe you'll see. Maybe shit will line up. Yeah. Mm, it will. I never heard anyone. When I came in AA, I heard, yes, you know, some people would think it was ego, whatever. And it's obsession with that. But what is that which is obsessed with that? Yeah, that was never addressed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That which is obsessed with that and that and that and that, that's the real obsession. Yeah, that the one that's obsessed with the ego is probably standing in for a lot of other ones being obsessed with other things. That's the big obsession is with you. Yeah, the other obsessions come and go. That one never goes. It's always there. I mean, why don't we look that way? I mean, I got to stop over obsessing over this. I got to stop. Well, who the fuck is the doing all the obsessing, so to speak? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that would be have some value. Maybe if you saw you weren't that, then the obsessions wouldn't have such uh, volume and length, yeah? You would lose interest in the obsession because it's not yours and it's not you that's obsessed, yes? Mm -hmm. So how about lose the obsession to the you instead of trying to lose as a you all the obsessions? You don't see the you and the obsessions are hand in hand? Seriously, it's like we used to say, you know, you have 20 relationships, like maybe significant 10 or 12, and then you look at them and they never seem to, any of them ever seem to really work. And then you look at what was the one constant in all of them? You, yeah? Yeah. Why don't we go to that? If that you is so significant, wouldn't it be interesting to check it out? Maybe it's an assumed you. Wow. Yeah. Instead, it's like Dracula going out on vampire hunts. You know, it's willing to go and hunt vampires all fucking day because nobody's attention goes on the Dracula. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so obvious in here. I hope to get that through because. <laughs> I got to try to avoid fires. It's hard if you're the fire starter. Yeah. <laughs> Difficult. Try it. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> You'll be starting fires in pursuing not to start fires. It's just because you're the, we're not seeing something that has a huge influence on everything that comes after. Yeah. 
you don't believe there's a certain amount of resentments out there, do you? There's not like 38,000 resentments in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, resentments come from us. It's how we look at things. Everything basically comes from how we look at things. Mm -hmm. So why not check if there's glasses or not? Are these my real eyes or am I wearing a pair of glasses? If I am, they can come off. Yeah, they're not your eyes. If you never touch, you'll, you could assume a pair of glasses as your eyes if you never investigate. And you can live your whole life based on that. How about check it out? Yeah, so we're just bringing an idea in to our community. See what happens. So it's, it's not scary as shit. It's not a threat. It has nothing to do with the principles or the steps. They're completely sound. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of lot of importance in having an exact clarity about what the problem is. I do. Yeah, because there'll there'll be a claiming of the solution by the problem. Yeah. That same thing that was talking to you when you are using is talking to you as you when you're in recovery. It's the same, same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been it's it's game has been moved to another field, but it's still fucking playing it. So. That's good, Paul. I mean, you may run into a lot of stuff, but at least the baseline would be clear. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not like everything goes great, but you travel lighter through it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's not. That's because of the baseline has changed. Just like in recovery, you know how profound the change is to have a new attitude and a new outlook? You don't get that over a weekend retreat or reading a book. You don't. Yeah. But what happens if the new attitude and the new outlook is used to imply the same old Paul? That, that old attitude, that old idea is going to truly limit the new attitude and new outlook, if it's entertained as an old idea, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's, uh, <laughs> it's like that old camera, you know, with the small camera, and then you don't have, you. there's just an assumption you're that fucking camera, little with the plastic lens, you can't take a good picture, you can't even see what you're looking at, you just live from the past all day, yeah? And then what happens is, fuck, I got to improve this camera. Now you can't see that I'm not the camera. So you go out and you save your money and you buy a $5,000 Nikon lens. And you're thinking this lens is going to affect how I see things, but it's going after the plastic lens. You've got to get before the plastic lens. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. You got to turn this off. If yeah, not, like putting that the plastic lens is going to be the bigger influence than the $5,000 Nikon lens because it's before the Nikon lens. Yeah. But see, through, through the act of being identified, we hunker down in a condition that we could be relieved of. We do. We take crumbs. You know, we share 
the great effect, and then we always bookend it. Well, I'm still fucked. Da da da. It's we're still pledging allegiance to the old employer. Hmm. And you know, this is experience, strength, and hope, and opinion. When after 30 years of sobriety, you have opinions also, and they're valid. Check them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Thank, thanks, Paul. Thanks a lot. Um, Kurt's got something today. Come on, Kurt. Hey. Hey, Paul. You know, I, I have a little thing I like to say. The same voice that told me to go out was the same voice that beat me up when I came back in. And uh, yes. yeah, that the, the, the relapse, you know, the drinking wasn't the relapse. It was proof of the relapse. The relapse happens long before in a sober condition. And, yeah. um, you know, that's that's kind of the message I hear when when I listen to you talk. You know, you're you're pointing to the, you know, when, when we say the exact nature, you know. So I, I that's all I got. I just wanted to throw that out. Yes. Let's 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 put in a couple of qualities of the exact nature. It's mental, yes. It's not true, so it has to constantly be reinforced or implied. It doesn't have any legs to stand on its own. It uses ours, yes. And it's sort of a parasitical act uh, nature. Also, it has a parasitical movement. You can't see it because it's like a mental parasite, yeah? But it has that type of movement where it, take, it seizes an opportunity, we offer it, for it to compel actions through us, yeah? And hide in the, you know, you know at in, in the middle of the day through the act of being identified. So the parasite, for all intents and purposes, has convinced the host that the host is the parasite, yeah? And so now the parasite walks around whatever you wanna call us, and every time we, as not the parasite, meet it, we call it me. So we're in the act of being identified. <laughs> How are you gonna kick out you from the house you're living in, yeah? You know what I mean? <laughs> how can you how can you abandon you you abandon self that's not you you couldn't see if you went through a giant production of the great abandonment of paul by paul paul would still be there after the abandonment there has been no abandoning of paul but <laughs> there's been an abandoning of self yeah because i'm not self <laughs> I can abandon that. You can't abandon yourself. You can't abandon you. You'd still be in the screen. Yeah? <laughs> You'd be saying, I left, and everyone would see you. <laughs> it's so crucial to see that separation. Like I hope so, yeah. It has been with me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I swear, uh, there can be a lot of ceilings put on freedom. When freedom is interpreted by from the bondage, the ceilings are pretty damn low. <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting parking spaces and not going to jail. 
in the experience, <laughs> that's a huge, huge result. But in the in the realm of freedom, that's like a baby step. There's so much <clears throat> more available. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say there isn't value. There's huge value because we're giving everything all the value it has. So when I'm incarcerated and they let me out, I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't want to have that's the only way I can feel great is first get arrested and fucking get all <laughs> fucked up. And then when I get rele released, I feel better. I'd rather have a, a more... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it runs out of energy quick, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just have a, a more uh, unspectacular basis of okayness. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Woo, I'm okay now. I just got out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I got released out of Huntsville in Texas in 1983, and I remember that them giving us, you know, they give you a certain amount of these clothes, like checkered plaid clothes, so everybody knows you got out of the penitentiary. Yeah. And I remember that that relief, and it lasted about a week. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 There's not. Relief doesn't ex doesn't get extended in in the base in the state of bondage too long. <laughs> Relief <laughs> becomes very temporary. Yeah. Yeah. The bondage is the is the is the basis. Yeah. So relief can't. It's sort of like a petri dish. Relief can't really grow uh, in the petri dish of bondage. It doesn't grow well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It gets smothered quickly. <laughs> so yeah it's always Thanks. good to see everybody it doesn't matter it's just this coming together has a great value yeah it's like it says in that i think it's tradition too you know there's a loving god or if, if you don't like the word god there's a loving uh that uh you know expresses itself through us yeah through our group conscience there's that loving presence mm -hmm. so i feel like i uh coming here i'm in that sort of i'm being held by that and then whatever happens today happens today but basically the overall sense of every one of the zooms is exactly the same <laughs> so it's sort of cool yeah <laughs> See, I can tell everyone what it what happened today, but I can't tell everyone what always happens. Yeah, that is hard to describe what always happens. But you can describe, oh, this person flipped out or this or that. Yes, but really, the great influence comes from that which is always there. Yeah. That's like the breeder of peace. Yes. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. I've come to these Zooms now quite a lot, seemingly. And then there's the whatever happens to today, but the feeling is exactly the same of every, every Zoom. The underlying space is the exact same. Yeah, oh, it, it's just... Yeah.
<laughs> All right. Anyone next or Anne? Oh, there's three hands. I see them. Yeah, we've got we've got uh, Andy coming in right now. Come on, Andy. Thanks, Kurt. Annie? Andy? Andy. I couldn't get unmuted. Um, Andy, sorry, I hate using the word addict because I'm reinforcing myself. So, yeah, Andy from Birmingham. It's nice to see you, Paul. Paul, um, my head's been so quiet since I met you the first time, but it's been a year now. Um, I was just thinking, so every time I think about going to meditate, am I just um, allowing self to gain a like um, a wider vision on what it used to be not necessarily because now you can see it as something other than you yeah yes so let's say you're going to sit and meditate all we're saying is there's a mental activity that will claim to be the meditator yeah that doesn't mean if you're inclined to meditate, not to meditate, just notice that there's a, an un, uninvited guest sitting down with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, all you yeah. need. And then, uh, and then see where, what you're led to do after that. Yeah. We're just, we're just attempting to share and illuminate just like when we came into AA the fourth step and the fifth step illuminated a lot of the shit that was defeating me. Yeah, I could see it now. Before I was at, before, you know, I could see the punch starting to form before it hit me in the face. Before I realized it a couple days later after I got punched in the face. Yeah, I was, so now you're noticing what wasn't noticing that everything that you meet during the day, something is there's, there's a narration going at the same time of claiming that whatever's happening is happening to you, yeah? And it has a very, very strict idea what you are, yeah? Which is not of spirit. That is fucking for sure, yeah? So this is an activity that if, if it's not noticed, you'll be looking from it, yeah? It will do its agenda. It will actually, in a sense, succeed. And while you're meditating, it will be, be it will be building a statue as the meditator. Yeah, and then you get stuck in that identification. So what happens if there's an emergency and you can't do your morning meditation? Then you feel like the whole day's gonna suck because you didn't do the meditation. That's bondage. Now the meditation is being used to bond you to self. Yeah? yeah. That was, yeah. Met, was meant to be freeing is now being used to bond you to the idea that you're the meditator and my day is totally dependent on my meditating. No, it isn't. The fucking day is dependent on the, your own nature, which is of spirit. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. It's so nice as well to see me not as self as well that is so freeing when i hear in the yeah. rooms um, yes um your um <clears throat> your addiction is um like in the parking lot doing press-ups and that and i'm like thinking no it's not we're we're cured and 
that self again talking to people about their addiction and that's not the way. Yeah, it's so nice to be able to recognise self and recognise when you're, you're on about like the police and the rubber. So like I'm constantly trying to look at self as well and from self. Yes. Um, yeah, definitely. You've given me so much um, insight into that. It's been so freeing. Like you say, that is the, uh, the release from bondage of self. And I just want to say thank you so much for that. Well, great. That's, that's, you know, one of the reasons I guess we share. <laughs> we want to see those results. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's no fault of anyone that we're not seeing stuff. The whole mental activity is to blind us to a lot of shit. Yeah. So maybe you'll get struck with something. Maybe you'll read something. Maybe you'll hear it at a meeting. Maybe you'll hear it from someone else. But the ability to see is there. Yeah. Maybe you just need an understanding to recognize what you're seeing. Yeah. Because there has been a lot of seeing of self because it's not you. <laughs> yeah. It's just that we call it me all fucking day. Definitely. Yeah. I'm yeah. a seer. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I see it, but I'm not a seer. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. And now you travel lighter as I. And so, and I can see directly the connection to the traveling lighter to the recognition of the exact nature of the wrong. There's a perfectly clear line to that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not about doing it. You don't do it. You get the results of seeing. You're not the seer. The seeing yeah. opens something up and then you enjoy the, the fruits of that. Yeah, you observe it, you reflect on it. And when you reflect on it, there's no way in hell you had anything to do with it. <laughs> it's super clear that something's doing for you what you can't do for yourself. Hallelujah. You know, you've got the, you've got the horse in front of the cart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so well, we need to um, we need to try and be spiritual when in fact we're not we are actually of spirit as well so um, yeah. Actually, yeah the become the being trying to become what you already are is dismissed yes <laughs> pretty quickly yeah. <laughs> you'll see that it may take time because a lot of times we don't know there was a knot until there's a recognition of something loosening. Yeah. And then you realize, Jesus Christ, this rope called my life has been quite knotted. <laughs> the only way you recognize it, you start observing something's loosening up. Wow. I had no idea. Exactly. The relief tells you why there wasn't relief. Yeah. yeah. We don't get there. See, when you're in a fixed condition, you think that's the condition. Yeah. When, and it seems to be immovable, unchangeable, that's just Paul. When you see that thing that you thought was so fixed get altered and reconfigured, that whole, that whole illusion gets dispelled. And you start realizing the only reality 
is the seeing of what's happening. Yeah. The awareness of what's happening. That's the reality. Yeah. It's not what's happening. That's an appearance. What's the reality is the seeing. Yeah. That's spirit, if you want to use that term. It's not of thingness, so let's call it spirit. Yeah, we are of that. We have a direct lineage to that. The mental state has grown almost like ivy over a wall. It's just way overgrown. Yeah, and it, it attempts to sort of pronounce itself, so it has to underemphasize spirit to the point it will go off on a spiritual journey. <laughs> as a mental idea knowing full well it's never going to arrive at where it already is so it has no threat <laughs> but when you see the mental condition from spirit the mental condition starts wailing usually <laughs> for a while the alarms wow. really go off <laughs> someone there's been an intruder yes the one that's always been here <laughs> it's breached our defenses exactly because it's before the defenses er, 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 er. you're never going to be loved you're a loser nothing's ever going to work <laughs> it just it gets out the big guns it tries to fucking tries to convince the snake from the skin's point of view. You bought so much moisturizer, I must be the snake. Why would you put so much moisturizer on me unless I'm the, you know, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, man. <laughs> That's what happens. It's all the re response if you respond to it as it, it's drama. It's fucking false news. It's false evidence appearing real. If you respond to it from what you are, it's comedy. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's un really unbelievable. You could pull its pants down 800 times. It'll keep pulling them up. It's just the... <laughs> it's just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right, all right, man. Anyone else? Yeah. Thanks. You got you got another one, Paul. I'm just that that the uh, self is is growing like ivy over a wall. That's <laughs> a, that's a good one. It is. It's like you yeah. know, ivy has that nature. It just keeps going. Yeah. You have to put it. You have to put some boundaries around it. So, and the act of identification isn't a boundary. <laughs> it's like miracle grow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever you heard the poopa scoopa story every once in a while I'll go back there because there's a very important little parable in there 
where the person thinks they have an answer and there's a huge in a huge investment in that answer like he has 800 autographed pooper scoopers so there's a certain reticence to hear a solution because you think an identity has grown into the your idea of a solution an identity grew in there yeah and so there's a lot of investment and you don't want to give it up. What am I going to do with all those pooper scoopers if I get rid of the dog? <laughs> I need the dog. It's essential. <laughs> I have to say it because obviously one day somebody should break down the pooper scooper story there's so much in there it's incredible you know the guy becomes a circuit speaker it's just got a lot of shit in there it's <laughs> you can get a lot out of that one <laughs> but the tricky thing is is when there's an investment in your solution not the solution, your solution. That's part of the problem, you see. Yeah, because the part of the problem, the, the movement of it is the act of being identified. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you're identified with. The act of being identified is going to alter that or change it a little. Yeah. Some stuff you can become identified as gives more gives more shit for it to work with but it's going to make whatever it can out of everything mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. it's going to have you as a stagnant idea pictured as a body that's thought about a lot with a resume that can never fucking be edited or revised and just more shits revealed <laughs> that causes you to be guilty and you're lucky you only got a five-year sentence. You should have a 30-year sentence for the shit you did. <laughs> how, can you, how can you live under that judge and that judicial system of self? We're never going to be off probation. You're going to fuck up in its view, and you, you're in the can again. <laughs> That's playing God, eh? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you don't deserve a nice day today because you know what? I look back on yesterday, you didn't do enough. You should have done a lot more. So you got to either play catch up today or I'm going to make it a really fucked up day. So, yeah. And then, oh, wait a minute. Here comes the review in late at night. Oh, you really blew it. Now it's you've added on to yesterday's bad shit. And now you gotta fuck. There's a, there's a trend. There's a pattern here. It's just gonna double back. You are a loser. Why the fuck do you ever get up? You should just leave your girlfriend because you know you're not worthy of her. <laughs> But you have don't have the balls to leave, so just withhold yourself for months, and she'll finally get sick and tired and leave. And then you feel like innocent. Oh, she left me. No, yes, this is what the head does. It's freaking insane. <laughs> insane. So hey, 
Do you want to have it? How would how would well what, how would it look if more power is given to it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got enough examples of that. Now I can't stop giving it power, but something can, yeah. And that faith that's so powerful can be removed from the finite self and put into the infinite. And you know what, Paul? You're going to be at the end of that stick. You're going to observe an, ex an expression and reflect on it and maybe gratitude and honor will become the norm. And you'll fucking be super appreciative that something is doing for you which you can't do for yourself. That's a nice way to start the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And every day builds on the last day, not with the sentence and the conviction, but the liberation and the relief. Yeah. You get permission to enjoy peace of mind because the jailer has been fired. You don't have to jump through hoops to enjoy peace of mind. It's available. Yeah. Now, you're, there's no requirement necessary other than the ones you've made up. So give them over and let them be reconfigured. Yeah. I haven't done anything to be okay. You don't have to do anything to be okay. Let's start from being okay and see what you do. Yeah. Being okay isn't an arrival. It's a starting point. Yeah, it's not a it's not a destination. It's a starting point. Yeah. The head has it the exact opposite way. It has the conditions is you got to do and you got to have yourself into a state. Yeah. That's a lie. Totally. Yeah. I'm watching the cat and the dog here. The cat and the dog are the dominant effect here. They're getting treated like queens. We're picking shit up. They, they jump on the couch, lay right next to you, on you. They're farting. They don't care. Chewing the furniture. Yeah, they, they've got the... You talk about the, the game is rigged. They're winning way. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they got it. <laughs> you see the cat now. I the pillow that I think is mine is hers mostly. See, hold on. Tough day. <laughs> Tough day in cat world. She doesn't even have to meow. I can read her, and I know I got to get food. And then I, I I'm a doorman. Which one's the which one's the more successful thing? The cat for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's not burning by yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. The cat doesn't give me shit, really. The dog, at least, whatever, slobbers over you. The cat is just like, you, you know, you're going to serve me and you're going to like it, basically. They don't care. So <laughs> I don't see this idea of, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I've been observing for months now, the dog and the cat. They got it going on, really. They're not working. They're not paying the rent. We fucking... Uh, my girlfriend's looking for, like, fucking organic, down, feathered, little 
bed for the dog. Better than I've ever slept on until the last few years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this self-centeredness isn't exalting. It isn't. It isn't exalting at all. You live in an agitated state of doubt, self-doubt. Not your doubt, self-doubt. Yeah? A lot of shit that's self-imposed. These things are unencumbered by it. The cat and the dog. And it's attractive when you look at it. From slavery, it's nice to see something that's not enslaved. Yeah? Yeah. But we have a story that we're the crown of creation, so it won't let us actually see what's going on. I remember when I used to, you know, sell stuff, you know, at at in front of the house. the The biggest energetic imprint when a family came was the kid. The kid was running the whole the adults completely. You could see it almost like a X ray. Yeah, over and over again, I observed it. What's really going on has nothing to do with how it's appearing to us. No fucking way. The pecking order is completely different than we think. Yeah, so this is a delusion built on delusion built on delusion. It's incredible. And it, it itself is never going to get to the bottom of it because it's the system. The system is not going to do an inventory on the system. It's not. It's already full of fucking bullshit. Yeah. You see it from outside the system and then you can tell the truth about it. And then you realize the most dominant statement in the big book is quit playing God because that's exactly what the disease is doing. It is. The exact. It's, if you got all of its little gymnastics and everything, you could boil it down to that. Something is playing God in my life, and it ain't God. <laughs> Something is telling me how I am, how I was, how I'm going to be. <laughs> it's insane. So, yeah, this is about the beginning is not drinking and using, but that's not what recovery is about. It's not recovering from drinking and using. It's recovering from the underlying causes and conditions, obviously, yeah? So that you won't be led to drink and use. You'll be led to do something else, which will probably work a lot better. And now you'll, you'll observe that and you'll realize I'm facing life successfully. Yes, finally. <laughs> because something, you know, the clamps have been put on something. Self, yeah? Yeah, a power greater than it has been introduced. It has subdued its behavior and its shenanigans to an extent. Yeah, that's who, that's what's allowing these these changes to occur. It wasn't like they were never possible. Something needs to be a subdued because it wasn't allowing those changes to occur. It was forcibly not allowing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a passive thing. It's an active thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyone else? Any other questions? 
Uh, one just popped in, Paul, but I had a suggestion in the chat that, uh, you know, there's there's many new people here today who've not yeah. heard the Pooper Scooper story. Oh, the Pooper Scooper story. I, I, yeah, I love telling the Pooper Scooper story. Yes, because uh, you know how how we're like a bunch of knuckleheads, people in recovery. So you got to really get your when this thing, whatever it is that does the speaking, it has to really be creative to try to get something through. So the Poopa Scoopa story is just about a person who has a beautiful house, maybe not so much a beautiful house, but a beautiful yard. And that yard is a big part of his life. He likes to jump, you know, on, off the deck onto the lawn in the morning and run around in the morning dew with no shoes. And he actually rents it from, you know, marriages, marriage ceremonies. He has like a lawn bowling tournaments there. He loves it. And then one day he jumps off the his porch and he lands on some shit. Now, that changes things immediately. So he goes out, gets back on the porch, cleans off his foot, and now he starts wearing shoes, never to run around in the morning do again. And he starts walking around the, the lawn and he sees a lot of shit and it's starting to smell and everything. So he he's overwhelmed. He doesn't know what to do. So he just goes inside and closes the door, draws the shade. And a few hours later, he goes back out, hoping it, it changed. It did. It got worse. There's tons of shit everywhere. So now he just goes back in and he calls up his neighbors and he starts bitching. What the fuck? There's tons of shit on my lawn. And then he realizes a lot of people have the same problem. And they start, they keep calling each other, bitching about it. What are we going to do? And they start having meetings, you know. And so he's he's attending the meetings and everyone's, oh, yes, well, now I've, you know, whatever. And everyone's just trying to make do with this impossible burden of shit everywhere. So then he realizes, hey, he, he sees a little YouTube tutorial about pooper scoopers. And he figures, hey, I'm going to get one of those. And if I'm good at it, I can at least get maybe a three by six foot piece of my lawn and sort of enjoy it for a while and then deal with the shit tomorrow, yeah? So he starts doing that, and he starts sharing at these meetings, and people like what he's sharing, so they start getting pooper scoopers, and so now he's doing, he's using two pooper scoopers at the same time, and he's putting out tutorials, and in this community, he starts becoming like a circuit speaker, and he brings about, and when he's there, he's selling his autographed pooper scoopers, and he wrote a book, you know, shit no more, whatever. <laughs> and he's got this whole thing. He's got a leather jacket with Poopa Scooper, Mr. Scooper here, whatever. And so he has a solution. Yeah, And everyone's looking up to him and, you know, everyone's got his Poopa Scoopers. And so some guy comes over and says, hey, I, I heard you had a big problem. He says, no, I don't have any problem. Didn't you see me? I'm on the YouTube. I'm the Mr. Poopa Scooper. So the guy listens to him, and as he's leaving, he says, find the dog, you know. So now the guy's left with the solution, the guy who thinks he has a solution, which is leather jackets, fucking 500 boxes of pooper scoopers in the garage, you know, his, his, his status, his self-esteem, his pride. So he's not that into the solution that was just offered because he thinks he has a much more viable solution, 
being Mr. Pooper Scooper. <laughs> but the solution is very simple. Get rid of the dog. If there ain't no dog, there's not going to be any shit. The dilemma with us is we think we're the dog. So we can't entertain getting rid of us other than killing ourselves, which some people end up doing, yeah? But we're, we're saddled with this misidentification. We can't, we don't see the dog as other. So the, it's either, you know, become a master pooper scooper or that, that that's that because I'm not going to kill the dog because I am the dog in a sense, yeah? So... Therefore, we get into all these convoluted solutions, but really they're just avoiding the simple solution. Find the dog. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe if you're not the dog, you can get rid of it. You can abandon it. Yes. And you're not self. So you can abandon this idea. You can get rid of this idea. You can outgrow this idea. Yeah. And most of the descriptions of the effects of the program are just that in the big book what it's like when you outgrow this idea yeah remarkable things follow yeah all that shit so yeah that's uh the poopa scoopa scoopa yeah all right I let's left i still have some in the garage poopa scoop <laughs> This was this was more authentic story than you know. <laughs> as soon as I found the dog, my business was over. But hey, I'm stuck with a couple of scoopers out there. <laughs> Don't find the dog until I get rid of these scoopers. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens in a way though yeah there's an identification with everything and sometimes that identification with a solution puts us in opposite opposition to the solution yeah that's what i was trying to get at with that story a lot of subtleties about the identification as self yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah. You can see it. Therefore, it won't happen out here. But it was going to happen if you don't see it. Yeah. See, we are the seeing. So there is the cookie jar. There's a tendency of the parasite to put its hand in the cookie jar, but you can see it before it puts his, the hand in the cookie jar. So in a way, you start starving it, yeah, by awareness of it. And therefore, there's a recognition it's not you, and then there's a loss of interest in all the activities that are implying it is you. There is, yeah, because... Just as you know, when when you're totally interested in something and you find out it's not about you, you lose interest, basically. Yeah. So it's applied to this. That's an application of the message concerning the selfing. Yeah. When you realize it's not about all about you, you lose interest in all about you do. Yeah. Because it's the you 
that's fixating the interest. Yes? It has to be a special you that's called me. Stanley won't do. Michelle won't do. If I'm thinking I'm Paul, Stanley won't do. It won't work. Yeah? But if that that you it's all about is presented as you, me, then it works. Then there's an obsession for 60 fucking years. Yeah. So what's what's there to do? Well, maybe entertain some ideas that weaken the you. If that happens, you'll find out if it worked or not because you'll travel lighter. Yeah, and then what more do you want, really? You think you want all this shit, but if you have traveled for lengths, you know, 20, 50, 60 years, really traveling lighter is is probably the most valuable aspect of traveling here. (laughs) If you can travel lighter through what life has in store for you, hallelujah, man. Yeah, and you can't. I can't either, but we can. We can express that, but it won't be us doing it. Yeah, that's the beauty. Yeah, we've admitted that self can't get out of self. Self cannot travel lighter. There's <laughs> just no fucking way. You know what I mean? Self can't enjoy peace of mind because it's agitated. Yeah, it's an activity. It can't stop to enjoy peace of mind. We can stop to enjoy peace of mind as the pause is evidence of. We are there when a pause occurs. The mental state isn't there when a pause occurs. Yes? What is the pause pointing to? It's pointing to what we are. What is all the fucking thoughts pointing to? They're pointing to what we're not. Yeah? One acknowledgement of a pause can change a life, really. Yeah? Millions and millions and millions of thoughts don't do fucking much. Yeah? But a pause can change a life. Yeah? That's that turning point. And maybe from that day on, you stay sober the rest of your life. That's a fucking incredible, powerful, seeming small moment. But because the pause was recognizable, there was a pure stopping there. Yeah? Stopping which the head cannot do. The head cannot stop. It's agitated. That's its nature. Yeah? But we, when you have that pause, isn't it home, really? Isn't it the closest thing to what we could feel as us? I I felt it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's in stopping that you can see all the looking you can see all the agitation yeah it's from spirit that you can see the mental condition yeah you can the mental condition strives to want to know this the other, the spiritual condition is a perpetual state of I don't know, which is awesome. Yeah. So you're in the act of finding out quite a lot, which is living. <laughs> Not like a rerun of happy days. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyone else? Yep. Okay, we, we go. Have, we have a guy named Tim, I think, is waiting. We've got Tim, and Tim's going to come in with a question. Hi, Paul. Nice to uh, see you again. Cheers. Um, for all that you're doing for everybody here. Um, some real good stuff coming out. Uh, my question, Mike, is I'm, I'm aware it's coming from um, from selfing, so forgive me for that. But uh, why does it appear, from my perspective, obviously you can't answer that from your, but that other people, not everybody seems afflicted with the necessity to have to be aware of this to be able to travel lighter. Some people seem to travel lighter, seem maybe being the operative word, but they seem not to need this kind of, for at least for myself, relentless interrogation into it, which even though intellectually you can understand it just, I look at some people sometimes or what I perceive them to represent and they just don't seem to be quite so burdened by the concept and they naturally travel lighter without you being aware of it. I wonder if you can speak to that, Paul, because it is something that seems a bit well, of the important thing to know, The important thing is to know you're not one of those models. Sure. Yeah, I gather that. There you go. Yeah, that's it then. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for that one. That, but that's it. That, yeah. They may have a Toyota engine. You may have a Maserati engine. You're going to have to tinker with the Maserati a lot more than the Toyota. Yeah. But when it's running well, it sounds great. Yeah, fair comment. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things how it could be. First of all, we don't know how people are. You know, we're judging them from us really so yeah. it's projection and then perception but um but let's say some people uh they don't have the work that's cut out for us yeah but this is how this is how that which maybe wasn't appreciated will be honored yeah when you have to see what that there's a lot of cross currents that are blocking a lot of stuff it makes it makes the calmness of the water when you arrive there very very honorable and grateful yeah so maybe yeah. that's an exquisite feeling that you can't just come up with yeah most of us start with these complicated heads from a sense of entitlement and not enough you know we're not a very grateful lot yeah so this is maybe how we this is how it's set up here to to uh, learn gratitude so that you can be in gratitude. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, sure. yeah I don't care because if I'm not that, that the more important is to have a, a, a clear diagnosis of where you are, not where they are. <laughs> That's how a lot of people go back and drink. They see a lot of people seemingly not getting arrested and run over by cars when they have a drink. So they feel, well, why can't I be like them? Well, because you're not like them. <laughs> yeah, right. that, that's the key point, right? Yeah. yourself by drinking and they go home and watch a binge watch and you're in jail for three days. So you've learned it once again. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think that's the key point, Paul, that you it's that it's that seemingly need to compare yourself to other people that are seemingly able to do things that you aren't able to and then a frustration can emerge as to why is that yeah. the case 
But yeah. that's how the head works here. It's comparison. It's not you mm. comparing. It compares you with another you. Yeah, of course. It doesn't see things. It doesn't see things. It reacts to seeing in a binary way. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. mental state is a reaction. The awareness is what's happening. The mental state reacts to that and then comes up with a fucking story around it. Yeah. Mm. But the, the mental state doesn't see shit. It's comparing. Yeah, exactly. It's comparing. Mm. It's this or that. Thinking is always about thinking is not ever specific. Is it really? It's about something. Yes. Thinking yeah. about thinking about thinking about. Yeah. Thinking of. Yeah, and the of is always about. It's never yeah. very clear. Yeah. So in a way you could see that the mental state is living in the dark, so to speak. So it it that's why we we feel everything. We're not seeing what's happening. So we 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 feel what we believed happened when we were younger. So something that happens now just causes a reaction from a past happening. Yeah? So like in the number one offender to, re, to alcoholics is resentment. If you break that word down, it means to re-feel. Yeah? Mm. So you're going over a feeling. Yeah? Re-feeling. Well, there's a lot of re-feeling, rehashing, rethinking all day with us. Yes? That's the yeah. mental state. What brings an aliveness to the day is not the mental state. The mental state deadens it mostly. It's us. It's us underneath it all. Yeah. The beauty that we see out here is an expression of the beauty that we are. Yeah. Yeah. So just get an assessment of where you are. Yeah. And see what's necessary for that. Yeah. Yeah. Because this happens a lot, like you said. You compare yourself to others and they seem to be getting away with it, but you can't. Well, you better fucking realize that sooner than later. <laughs> or you're going to have a lot of you're going to have a lot of history of arrests and fucking catastrophic yeah. situations based on you misunderstanding that <laughs> well it's like that it's like that um that phrase that's well known isn't it the kind of the, the the definition of insanity doing the same thing and expecting different results all the time you know like that rings true and you can it's almost like you can have little mini moments of recognition of i'm aware of that i'm understanding that and then all of a sudden the the whatever it may be whatever compulsion it could be seems to override that knowledge and then you're taken back in and then it takes a little bit of time to and it's just kind of in and out thing and it just becomes kind of dispiriting a little bit i find well it can but see that's going to change because you're in a, a process called perhaps there's a better way the yeah. better way can be described as trusting something infinite rather than finite self so there's mm. not a clear demarcation so you're getting pulled out of one orbit and the gravity still has some pull, sometimes more than others. And then you're getting pulled in by another. Then you enter a, a phase 
they used to describe it at, at step six and seven that separates the men and the women from the girls and the boys. Now you've entered another phase where you're getting pulled by the gravity of the infinite, much more than getting pulled back by the other gravity. But yeah. while that process is happening, you're having experiences of both events until one really stabilizes, just like the trusting the finite safe was stable for quite a while, the trusting the infinite will stabilize. Yeah. That's but clear, right now it's erratic because you're moving from one with a pull, yeah, pulling you back, you're moving against the current, and then you're going to, until you catch into the other current. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Oh, you're, a, th th this happens, especially in the beginning. And I'm a true believer recovery progresses. And so, yeah. yeah just stay you. with this. Just don't get up. You know, stay on the operating table. See, to me, life gave me a sober assessment. And the assessment life gave me in a flash was I'm fucked. Yeah. Now, from that day on, my life started from that. And it's made sense ever since. Yeah. Because mm. I was in denial of a fact that was producing tons of fucking consequences. Once I got aligned with that fact that, hey... I'm at this point, I'm powerless over alcohol and drugs. If I put them in, I'm going to have to be do anything. And I'm not managerial quality. Yeah. That which is directing me sucks, really. Terrible forecaster. Terrible. Terrible GPS. It always ends up, I'm going out to a club to have a good time and I always park at the police station involuntarily. Mm. So, yeah, after seeing that enough, Life decided to step in and put, you know, struck me with a sober assessment. Brother, you're fucked. And, you know, you're not managerial quality. And you know what? I'm going to introduce you to a way of life, like in about three hours from now. Yeah? yeah. And so it did. I went to my first AA meeting. I've never, I've been going for 30 something years now. Yeah? Yeah. yeah now, that could be all drought and happening incrementally, for me, it was like the critical mass that pushed it to such a point, it just blew up and I got introduced to the new way. The same day the old way collapsed, that same day I was introduced to the new way, which was recovery. So I wasn't out there in limbo for too long or I no. probably would have gotten fucked again. Yeah. yeah. Somebody took me to a meeting with the, uh, the prize being a place to stay, if I would do it. And I did. I got a place to stay and I got sobriety. What a deal. <laughs> Seriously, incredible deal. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah bro, just uh, sit with some of these people for five minutes. It, it, more will be revealed. <laughs> yeah, no, cheers, Paul. That, that's that's really helpful. As I said, it's um it's always uh it's always good to kind of just have a uh, some you know you speak from the experience as well, and that's what you know it comes from a a position knowing that like I think the fear is I, I guess one last thing I'll say is that for someone again obviously not knowing you well, but from someone like yourself having had that long period now of sobriety, prior it's the idea of kind of the fear of what if that did end and I'm, I'm from what i'm speaking to you of that just doesn't exist really now like there is like it seems as though you bypassed transcended that because that's a big issue for why people never begin in the first place because they get tired of the failure 
the the trying because you were saying weren't you that it's still coming from self because the change that you've made isn't actually coming from the right kind of part it's still compulsive but in a it's realigned stuff and doesn't really cut to the chase as it were and i think that's the point how do you get to that and that's but you can't and that's what the well, why don't you is. just say you're there now yeah well that's a good point do any harm. just say yeah. i'm there okay I mean, cool i, I like a, that a guy told me a great little story he had a sponsee and uh the sponsee uh he was talking about step six and seven remove your defects and so the sponsee said well how do you know they're removed you know he says, well, yeah. act like they have been. <laughs> yeah. Act like they have been. <laughs> yeah, I, li I, like, I like the simplicity of that message. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. That's, yeah, cheers. All right, brother. Nice Thank you, buddy. You. All the best, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You too. Yeah. Cheers, man. And remember a little a little idea of alcoholic and, non and a recovered alcoholic. The alcoholic calls you after they drink. The recovered alcoholic calls you before they drink. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll ponder that one. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, <laughs> one to, that's one to ponder. Thank you, Paul. Yes. Yes. All right, Paul. All right, that's it. That's it for today. Just your goodbyes. Uh, all right, let me see. I see Walter. Jesus. Hey. Nice to see you, Walter. <laughs> I'm always joking with Walter. I also, I want to recommend, uh, can I say something? A little announcement. We're going to be a, a retreat on Zoom for non-duality, February 20th and the 21st. And we have, I think, three scholarships that it's going to cost $100 to do. But if you don't have the money and you want to do it, you can get in touch with us through Mike Z here and we'll uh, we can pay for the scholarship and you can you can go if you like. Yeah. So just think about it. We're going to have to have it pretty much done by next week because then it's the week after, I think the 20th. Yeah, I think so. So, yes, just to put it out there. That's wonderful. Thanks, Paul. I think we got three already taken, so we have two more left. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me say, Walter, always good to see you. Tom H. from oh, Keene, New Hampshire. I used to, uh, oh, yeah. Remember, there's a, what's the place? There's a school near there. Not Nathaniel Hawthorne. There's another one. I used to live on uh, Lake Sunapee up there yeah beautiful country joseph c my main man in france nice to see you bro we got tim thank you for that uh nice questions tim today we got stefan on having never left he's here carl carl is now uh doing some service at the zen bis slap console we got paul nice to see you paul one of my main men mickey there's not much more I can say about Mickey, so I won't say anything. Michael, Stacy, nice to see you guys. Uh, let's see, we got Johannes. Oh, another Johannes, but a different. No, this is Julian. How did I see Johannes in that? Julian, nice to see you. We got Nina, not Mina, not Tina. 
but I can't find Nina. Yes. Nice to see you, honey. Leah? Hey, Leah, I think you're going to give a scholarship out, eh? All right. Do you know, you know how to do it? Just send me the money. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send them the money. <laughs> Talk to Mike Z, if you like. Thank you. I got honey. it. That's cool. Yeah, of course. No problem. We got Skylar in the dark there. We got Kurt, as always. Nice to see you, Kurt. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Izzy, Izzy from the UK. Nice to see you, Izzy. Stephen, not of Paris, but of Glasgow. Let me hear a miracle, Stephen. I need one. Medical. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bo. There's nothing else to say after that. Kevin, nice to see you, Kevin. Where is he? I just lost you. Nice to see you, Kevin, over there, down there. We got Ben. Ben, our he's the emissary of the forest, yes. Nice to see you, Ben. Andy, Andy G. Nice to meet you, Andy. Hey, that was a nice share, Andy. It was a little hard with the uh, the sound and the English, but uh, yeah, I got what you're saying. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, it's probably my ears, really. Yeah, Leah, Andy, Jeff, Kurt. Let's see who else is here. Oh, we're back to that. Let's go to the first one. Oh, we got Helen. Oh, no, there's Walter. We have Helen. I missed Helen somehow. We got Helen down there. We got Isabel. Nice to see you, Izzy. Carl Nolan, Mike Z, Rob Farr, Ann Kavanaugh, Jacob and Trevor, and some other miscellaneous uh, hipsters from Seattle. We got Mike, Mike O, and uh, Paul, Paul H. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Say, hey, thank you so much, guys. I'll see you tomorrow night for the non-duality, if you like, and uh, Thursday for recovery. And let's not take ourselves too seriously. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. you Thanks, Anne. You're welcome, Kurt. Thanks for coming in.